So it's just to, it's about firming up. Um, See, so as we come into retreat, there's a whole change of, of energy, change of input. People are moving where, you know, you had a lot of things happening and now it's very much, you know, the external things have died down. So you're, st- you're sort of still trying to find uh, an internal basis, internal axis. So... Um, Naturally, there's a kind of sagging and a first bit, you know, not all that um, collected. It's coming out of the car crash of life. (laughs) 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 So, mindfulness of the body and um, the the posture, the sitting posture. This is always really useful to go back to. The idea is to get this sense of a comfortable that is not dull or sleepy, a comfortable that's bright and balanced. And here the spine, spinal axis is the is the key. Getting the spine physically straightened or in, in line. It's not actually a straight system, it's a curved thing. And adequately supported so that uh, we can sit in a balanced, upright way with as least effort as possible. So just like the theme of balance, balance means you, once you get it into the balance, then it doesn't need a lot of holding up. It, it sort of supports itself, you just keep monitoring it So as you're sitting, feeling the pressure of your body on the mat or the chair, down through the the seat, the pelvis, legs. And sit in a way where that is as based, as kind of broad-based and settled. You really anchor into the ground and to anchor into where you're sitting. Even slightly push down through the pelvis like as if you're sort of digging in with your tailbone just push when you push down you do when you when if you push down through the tail you'll find that the body upper body kind of rises up it's quite obvious in a way push down and it will tend to lift your body your upper body because the spr- spine is springy so you push down you Naturally, that affects the curve in the lumbar region. You push down, and the body tends to, to the upper body, the torso tends to lift. Get a feeling for that. Yeah. So you push down really hard, lift, and then relax it a bit. Feel the flexing, the spine. If you flex your spine, you get more aware of it, more aware of how it operates. And it's it's just really important when you do a, a good amount of sitting to sit in a way that doesn't actually damage your spine. So if your spine is 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 curved back, so if you're sitting slightly hunched, you're certainly going to put some wear and tear on the vertebrae and the discs. So 
you're hunched over, the back is in that kind of uh, banana posture. (laughs) 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 That we get into when we're driving cars or sitting behind computers and things. Uh, You know, it's certainly going to do your back in. (laughs) So you want actually a slight inner curve in the lower back. So when you do that, the, the abdomen opens up, it extends and, and opens the abdomen up. This is good because this is where your breathing uh, is based. So if you've got a nice open abdomen, then the breathing's going to be a lot fuller and deeper. Mm. So once you get a sense of being flexing your spine and feeling it move and how that affects the rest of your body you can pass the lumbar region up into the where the ribs begin uh, and then sensing through that area behind the chest behind the particularly behind the breastbone tuck it in slightly as if your breastbone and the spine are kind of um, attracted to each other it's just like as if someone's running a finger down your spine you you, you know you, you tuck it in a little bit drop your shoulders and just tuck in a little behind right in that place behind the heart so this is a, a very important area again if, if you lose this then you tend to lose everything above it and as you, if you lose this particular piece, if your shoulders round, then it's most likely that your neck is going to come forward, your head's going to come forward, and uh, then it's an, another session with the host of Mara. <laughs> Having a little night out in your head. <laughs> Particularly the, the sloth drowsy, dreamy, or obsessive thinking. So, you know, if you, if you get that part place in your back and you really monitor that, so that is always tucked in, it opens your chest up without having to push your mu- muscle, you want front of your body, you want to have it loose and open. So you don't want to be pulling yourself up through your chest or your abdomen, but actually just by balancing Relaxing the chest, relaxing, letting the arms come back, the shoulders drop, your chest tends to open up. And again, you get an increased cavity, which means your breathing is going to be richer and fuller. Uh, and also in this balance, all the, the weight of the, of the ribs, the upper body tends to rest on the diaphragm muscles. Yeah. This means, again, that your breathing will be much more evident because the the diaphragm will tend to move and have to lift the chest, lift your chest, so you get much more distinctive sensation of breathing because you can feel it as you breathe. You can feel the the diaphragm rising and and the whole, the the chest cavity opening, the intercostals, muscles loosening, you get a sense of a real expansion, which happens involuntarily. You know, you don't have to do it. It it just happens because you're in the right position.
So just this, obviously, there's the the, the posture itself will tend to to um, make your spine much more um, healthy and supportive, and also uh, so that's a good gives you good energy, and then it will increase and amplify the breathing process so that you can get more of that energy going. Um, so you get much brighter and uh, um, more, you know, getting receiving all the benefits of breathing, of in and out breathing. And then we see move up the spine. Acknowledge that the neck is really a, is part of the spine. It's the extension of the spine coming out up above the shoulders, so it's not separate. And you really want to keep your neck in line with the spine. Again, in, in uh, most of our occupations, the head has a kind of autonomy <laughs> to the rest of the body. <laughs> so, you know, it's a it's a head's world. <laughs> the body just sat, sort of hangs around underneath it. Um, you know, the head uh, sort of as a subsidiary organ to the bo- to the head. Um, so you know, which means you're not really a- necessarily aware, and, and a lot of the things we do f- is reading, looking. So you tend to tip over in order to see things, or to study things, or to look down at what you're looking at. But there's no need to look down in meditation. You know, in fact, it's going to create, give your neck muscles something they have to do. They have to support your skull. You tip your head forward. You bring your head back so it's in line with the spine. The weight, this weight of the skull, and is carried, transferred down to the spine, down to the pelvis, down into the ground. And your neck muscles can relax, which is great because you feel a whole lot lighter. Your jaw can relax. You feel a whole lot looser more open your forehead can relax your eyes can soften so this very much affects the the mood of the your 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 mood your general sense of of ease and freedom from tension so just keeping the neck in line with the spine and uh maybe just tuck the chin in a little bit Now, as I said, it's not absolutely necessary to close your eyes. Have them slightly open. That can help. So if you have your eyes open, you notice you get this very clear picture of your knees. It means you're (laughs) falling over. (laughs) It gives you an idea of where you're... Head easy gets lost, mm. but if you have your eyes, if you do have your eyes open, then you can also uh, monitor the quality of the mind state through the eyes. Recognize that the eyes are often transmit the mental state. So when we get intense, our eyes tend to tighten and harden, glare. And when we get fidgety, the eyes tend to fidget and move around. But if they are at rest, there's a very nice feeling that comes with that. 
feeling you get when you're looking out from a mountain top that sort of oceanic um, relaxed open easeful gaze and it has an effect on the mind definitely you know how much rapid eye movement is connected to thinking dreaming daydreaming how much attention in the pupils or around the eye sockets is associated with in intensity hardness pushiness so this is this is all little bits and pieces to to get to um understand the technology of meditation Then um, the top, the forehead, uh, again to contemplate this band as if you have a, wire, a scarf around your head, around the forehead, running right around the head, forehead, temples, back of the head. And just imagine that scarf loosening. So as if you're almost stroking across your forehead and loosening up there places that we may not have any awareness of being consciously tense or furrowed but we all know that this area of the body again replicates our mental state and the interesting thing is if this part does become loose then you can also even feel the top of your head the scalp just like a sensitive tip and the space above you like a finger pointing up into like a wet finger pointing up into space and you can feel how wonderfully open and free it is above you you're not weighed down so this is uh, un uncorking the head taking the cork out of the head taking unscrewing it so it can open up and there is an energy envelope around the body a biological energy field and if this is um, when the if the system is tight then it very much uh, reduces the energy and reduces its 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 uh, radiance and its suffusive quality if it's open and it starts to become apparent. So from the space above, right down through the head, through the torso, through the abdomen, and down into the ground through the pelvic floor. you can just move up and down that move your attention up and down that feature of bodily process that the Buddha honed in on was the breathing in breathing out 
breathing in, breathing out something, and said that this is the, it's the, uh, called the bodily formation, or bodily program. You might say this is actually the, you say the heart of bodily life. Obviously, if you stop breathing, that's the end of that. It also, it moderates the body, moderates the body energy. Mm-hmm. The breathing will also govern the mind. This is a part of the the yogic tradition, is breathing governs the mind. If breathing doesn't govern the mind, the mind governs the breathing, which means that when we feel sleepy, the breathing goes shallow. When we feel agitated, the breathing, we over-breathe. Yeah. So as a sense of really focusing and, and tuning in and experimenting with breathing. Yeah. You can actually control the breathing, play with it, work with it, put some initiative into it. Mm-hmm. How do you know you're breathing? What happens that tells you you're breathing? Swelling, suffusing, pauses, energy changing when you breathe in, brightening up, softening when you breathe out. And the Buddha said, be aware of breathing in, breathing out. He didn't say, watch the breath. Not a particular object, but a process is what's called anapanasati. Be aware of that process and what it does. And that the first thing is the long breath, which means we're aware of the whole span of that, and particularly if there's any limitation on the length of it. Does it go all the way down through the abdominal cavity? Can it complete itself? Can it extend so that the whole body, you get the sense of it moving through the whole body from the abdomen up through the chest? The energy being able to be extended. Breathing will actually inform the posture. So first of all, you more or less do the posture from the outside, just what feels about right in terms of structure, holding yourself upright. And then as you get to that, you can feel the breathing more fully. Then the breathing will tend to moderate the posture, like your sense, oh, there's a bit too much effort there because the breathing feels limited or restricted. Or it's not bright enough because the breathing is restricted there. So how can I breathe... How can the breathing move most fully and completely? How can it lift through my chest most fully and completely? How can it swell and empty out through my belly most fully and completely? And this is where, this is really what refines the posture till the body and the breathing work together. The mind is engaged in the process 
interested, experimenting, long breathing, slow it down, extend the time that you breathe, make it slower, longer, finer. Feel the pauses, lengthen the pauses a little. Get to the end of an out breath, wait. Feel a little um, kind of tension building up in the abdomen. Just sense that and then release, let the breathing be breath be pulled in, swelling up and let it complete itself before you breathe out. Make sure there's a pause at the end of the in-breath. So rather than a, uh, a gulp or a panting or a kind of shallow flaccid breath, tune it in, tone it up. Lengthen it, and lengthen it by taking a little less at a time so it becomes a long thread rather than just a, a, a kind of a, a gulp of breath, a long thread, and you can lengthen it. Lengthen it by lengthening the pauses and moderating how much you take through the nostrils. As if you want to be really Take as little as possible. Just what is necessary. And you find energy builds up with that. We imagine maybe you get more energy by taking a lot in, but actually you get more by taking less in at a time and refining it. And uh, one way to, if you feel kind of dull and sleepy or swampy one way to definitely change that is just to stop breathing altogether you certainly will wake up you know, just you know just breathe out and just hold it count 10 15 20 you know so you can really feel some pressure building up and then let it in gradually you know do it to a level where you, you definitely feel you know the the pressure building up is not unmanageable. Twenty five, twenty. Do that a few times. Fifteen, twenty seconds. Then let the breath in slowly. That will certainly, you know, have its effects. You can do that for a couple of minutes, then, then relax. Let it be natural. And then do it again. And you, so it's a it's a kind of way of of um, conserving and gathering energy, brightening it, sharpening it. And then the Buddha says, breathing in and out, breathing in and out, short. After a while, you find that your, your body energy changes, starts to settle down and you actually need less. 
So at first it can be quite irregular, and then just the re- restraining the energy tends to quieten the mind and steady the body, body energy, unify it, and then less breath, less breath is necessary. So you can actually take less till it becomes just a very, very fine, subtle thread. But that that comes with time, you know. You know, you've got to kind of wait until it starts to you get the indications. Things are settled. Things are po- poised. Things are in balance. The process of coming into balance means that uh, you've got to work through the imbalances, the old um, memories, thoughts, uh, just the habit of the mind to not attend to any, anything for very long. You know, normally we don't really sustain attention on a particular theme for very long, just a few seconds, moments, things are always shifting. So the mind gets into that particular way of doing something. You know, 15 seconds, well, that's enough of that. One moves off. Um, so it gets trained that way. You know? So, you know, whenever you notice that the mind has gone off, then that very moment, mm, the moment of notice, as a, that's an awakening moment of noticing. Oh. And pause. Ask what where your breathing is. Check the breathing. Stop breathing. Breathe out. Just kind of use the body to bring the mind back don't mess with the mind don't don't mess with the mind use the body to draw the mind back let the mind be just restful trusted allowed uh, to be the way it is so we're not putting psychological pressures demands criticisms, performances. You just cut all that out and wake wake up. And where is the breathing? Use your body to to bring the mind back. Give the mind something strong and simple to to return to. Make the return something that's pleasant rather than punitive full rather than snatchy, measured rather than hasty. Doesn't matter. Lose it a thousand times, doesn't matter. Make the return a measured process. Gone? Mm Mm-hmm. What does it feel like? Fuzzy, edgy, restless, shifting. Hmm. Where's the breathing? Breathe all the way out, slowly, steady, 
wait, let the in-breath happen. So this is a skillful kind of uh, control. So the mind, the body can govern the mind in a non-judgmental way. It's just providing a, an energy source that draws the mind back, draws it back, settles it down till it can begin to um, settle and in, into the breathing on, it, on its own. And it feels joyful, feels easeful. And coming to the end of the meditation period. The beginnings, the endings of the breath. Physical feeling, physical sensations. Awareness of your physical form, textures of the body. Overall structure, posture of the body. And then open into, open your eyes and ears into the space around you. Keeping the mind in the meditation. So opening the sense doors. Keep the mind in the meditation, in the settledness, in the balance. <laughs>